0: Section 23 of England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Colleen McMahon. The World's Story, Volume 10 England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 23 Sunday with Sir Roger by Joseph Addison. The Reign of Anne is known as the Augustan Age of English Literature. Then for the first time, authorship became a recognized calling instead of an occasional occupation. This was due partly to the increase of wealth and leisure, and partly to governmental encouragement. Pope was the greatest of the poets. Addison, Swift, Steele, and Bolingbroke stood first among the writers of prose. The famous Spectator was the production of Addison and Steele its entertaining essays and sketches professed to be written by a club of which sir roger de coverley was the chief character the editor my friend sir roger being a good churchman has beautified the inside of his church with several texts of his own choosing he is likewise given a handsome pulpit cloth and railed in the communion table at his own expense he has often told me that at his coming to his estate he found his parishioners very irregular and that in order to make them kneel and join in the responses he gave every one of them a hassock and a common prayer-book and at the same time employed an itinerant singing-master who goes about the country for that purpose to instruct them rightly in the tunes of the psalms upon which they now very much value themselves and indeed outdo most of the country churches that i have ever heard as sir roger is landlord to the whole congregation he keeps them in very good order and will suffer nobody to sleep in it besides himself for if by chance he has been surprised into a short nap at sermon upon recovering out of it he stands up and looks about him and if he sees anybody else nodding either wakes them himself or sends his servants to them several other of the old knight's particularities break out upon these occasions sometimes he will be lengthening out a verse in the singing psalms half a minute after the rest of the congregation have done with it sometimes when he is pleased with the matter of his devotion he pronounces amen three or four times to the same prayer and sometimes stands up when everybody else is upon their knees to count the congregation or see if any of his tenants are missing i was yesterday very much surprised to hear my old friend in the midst of the service calling out to one John Matthews to mind what he was about and not disturb the congregation. This John Matthews, it seems, is remarkable for being an idle fellow, and at the time was kicking his heels for his diversion. This authority of the knight, though exerted in that odd manner which accompanies him in all circumstances of life, has a very good effect upon the parish, who are not polite enough to see anything ridiculous in his behavior, besides that the general good sense and worthiness of his character make his friends observe these little singularities as foils that set off rather than blemish his good qualities. As soon as the sermon is finished, nobody presumes to stir till Sir Roger is gone out of the church. The knight walks down from his seat in the chancel between a double row of his tenants, that stand bowing to him on each side, and every now and then inquires how such and one's wife or mother or son or father do whom he does not see at church, which is understood as a secret reprimand to the person that is absent the chaplain has often told me that upon a catechizing day when sir roger has been pleased with a boy that answers well he has ordered a bible to be given him next day for his encouragement and sometimes accompanies it with a flitch of bacon to his mother sir roger has likewise added 5 pounds a year to the clerk's place and that he may encourage the young fellows to make themselves perfect in the church service Has promised upon the death of the present incumbent, who is very old, to bestow it according to merit. The fair understanding between Sir Roger and his chaplain, and their mutual concurrence in doing good, is the more remarkable because the very next village is famous for the differences and contentions that rise between the parson and the squire, who live in a perpetual state of war. The parson is always preaching at the squire, and the squire, to be revenged on the parson, never comes to church. The squire has made all his tenants atheists and tithe-stealers, while the parson instructs them every Sunday in the dignity of his order, and insinuates to them in almost every sermon that he is a better man than his patron. In short, matters are come to such an extremity that the squire has not said his prayers either in public or private this half-year, and that the parson threatens him, if he does not mend his manners, to pray for him in the face of the whole congregation." Feuds of this nature, though too frequent in the country, are very fatal to the ordinary people, who are so used to be dazzled with riches that they pay as much deference to the understanding of a man of an estate as of a man of learning, and are very hardly brought to regard any truth, how important soever it may be, that is preached to them when they know there are several men of five hundred a year who do not believe it. End of section 23. This recording is in the public domain.